0: Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Andrew McKenna at the Nondescript Cricket Club in Colombo, where England have finished playing a Sri Lankan board 11 in the first of two warm-up games ahead of the test matches. Having bowled all day yesterday, England were chasing a target of 393. Despite a century from
2: Joe Root and 60 by Moeen Alley, England just didn't quite make it. For a lot of the guys getting out on your feet for the... A whole day yesterday, it was a bowling unit. And then obviously, the other guys spending time in the middle today, so a real valuable exercise.
0: Just Butler there, and we will hear more from him later on. Well, I'm joined by Neil Manthorpe to discuss the positives from the two days that we've seen. It's really important that England have a lot more answers than
3: questions, and I think they do. And we'll also hear from today's England Fan of the Day. I think England spinners in particular... And could have a real impact out here, so yeah. I'm pretty confident. Plenty to discuss, and don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app
0: and stay up to date with all the news from England's Tour of Sri Lanka. You are listening to Following On. So England didn't quite manage to reach their target of 393, but newcomer Rory Burns hit 47 and was a definite plus, with a century for Joe Roots and 60 for Moeen Ali. But for two of the contenders to open the batting for England next week in the first testing goal, not such a good day. Keaton Jennings out for 13, Joe Denley making 25. And alongside me, reporting across TalkSport and TalkSport 2 for this game, was Neil Manthorpe. Well Neil, the we end of the first two-day warm-up game and some questions answered some still have question marks next and let's start with the undoubted positive Joe Root was in great form in the white ball series, he's carried it on with this red ball. Yeah, we kind of knew that,
4: didn't we? You know what was, uh, what, was what I enjoyed um, and, and I, c- I can only think that he went to his 100 for this particular reason because we know it's not first class um, it, it is a completely redundant um, symbol. I um, mean, it, it doesn't go to his record, but but there were thirty or forty hardcore loyal supporters who came out. You know what? And he resumed after tea on on ninety. He could so easily have pulled out at that point, couldn't he? But do you know what? And it was the biggest cheer of the day. Um, a, apart from um, when uh, the unfortunate uh, Pathum Nisanka was carried off, he got a cheer. But. I enjoyed that. It made sense. I mean, Joe Root spoke to you about about players getting time in their legs, bowlers getting overs, um, you know, batsmen batting long periods in these energy-sapping conditions. So it, it made sense from that point of view. But I think, really, had it not been for, for the England supporters, I reckon he would have pulled out at T. So, nice little touch for me. Enjoyed that. Moeen
0: Ali gets 60. Uh Joss Butler, 44, and and gets out in just bizarre circumstances. As you mentioned, uh, Nasanka stretched off, taken to hospital. The word is that he was conscious when he got into the ambulance, and he is OK. But, I mean, Joss Butler hit that ball ferociously hard. It hits him on the helmet, basically on the badge, flies up to Angelo Matthews at uh, leg slip, and it's one of those that everyone sort of cries, catch it, and then realises just what's happened. Horrible moment. I mean, the stoppage was
4: 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and when you see a a player, a sportsman, and you see it a lot in rugby, um, being immobilised on one of those emergency stretchers, and then having the neck brace applied. I mean, it's a it's a frightening sight, and the amount of time and the obvious growing levels of concern amongst the the officials um, was uh, was a, a wretched moment that we don't often see in cricket. Um, and Joss handled it really well. I mean, I, he knew that he was out, um, and and so it was just a big reflection on him as a person and a, and a character, personality, because he knew he was out. And and I think many uh, batsmen would have would have just walked off without being naturally concerned about the, the well being of the of the fielder. But Joss stayed out there for the whole of the f- that fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, it happens. Thankfully. Increasingly rarely in cricket, and let's wish him all the best because it was a ghastly moment.
0: Yeah, we're going to hear from uh, Joss in just a few minutes' time here on Following On as uh, he, he's spoken with us about that, so we'll get his uh, thoughts coming up. We knew coming into this, of course, England had to replace Alistair Cook, <laughs> and there's been a bit of a problem at the top of the order. Rory Burns and Keaton Jennings were given the opportunity to open the innings today. Keaton Jennings made 13, Rory Burns made 47 and looked really good until he actually got run out. It was a bit of a mix-up with Joe Denley. Denley came when uh, Burns was on strike. It just got pushed out on the offside and Burns went, oh, okay, then I'll go. Samra Wickrima comes around from behind the timbers, whips off the glove, throws down the boulders and stumps and uh, Burns is out by a metre. Burns probably... Has done enough at the moment to, to at least pencil himself into a test match place. Jennings is he still needs a score to convince everyone?
4: But I I just wonder whether Ed Smith and the selectors have slightly made a rod for their own back because they have committed to Jennings, haven't they? I mean the noises at the end of the the English summer were that that Jennings was ha, had had done as well as any other opener in difficult conditions in a summer in which openers had all struggled. And it seemed to me that they were committing themselves to giving him another, another opportunity. I mean, Burns hasn't just done it for one season, has he? I mean, he spent five years ticking that box and, and he absolutely deserves the chance. Um, and, and the point about Joe Denley uh, for me is that, that there are a couple of places where he could slot in at the top maybe at number three, you know, if there's a feeling that, that Moeen is going to have a massive workload with the ball, can he really bat at number three? So, so, and that's what we had a look at today, was the, all three of them, um, and maybe even Denley, you know, further further down the order, perhaps at a, at a number six. I mean, it depends on who keeps wicket. So, I, I, I still think that, you know, unless Keaton looks absolutely <laughs> terrible in the next warm-up game, they might reconsider, but... I just, uh, if, For me, it, it just seems, and you pointed out on the first day when they bowled, that the slip cordon also is a reflection that, that it seems to me that, that Jennings will open with Burns, um, and uh, at, with, with Denley possibly at three. Now, Moeen might say, hang on, hang on, I, I want number three, I really, and he has, he said that. But, you know, if he has to bowl 25 overs in a day and then go out at number three with the, an
0: hour to go, that'll be a really tough ask. That's why I've got Joe Denley in my side at three anyway, because I think you're absolutely right. Moen is going to be doing some bowling. Uh, there were a couple of other uh, bumps and bruises today. Ben Stokes got hit on the upper arm while batting, actually carried on for a few balls, but then decided, no, let's get it, go and get it checked out. He came back out. Interestingly, while we were waiting to speak to Josh Butler, I spotted him up on the uh, the dressing room balcony with a big bag of ice on his elbow, Uh, so it's obviously still causing him a little bit of concern but he went back out there and maybe good news is it too soon I don't know Johnny Bairstow just going out for a net earlier this afternoon as well started off with some wicket keeping drills then got the batting gear on (sighs) it's an interesting one this one I'm not expecting to see Johnny Bairstow in tomorrow's warm-up game that means he won't have played either of the red warm-up games red ball warm-up games but he has been playing the white ball cricket. And we've seen with Ed Smith, he is just interested in cricket. Red ball, white ball, it doesn't matter with, with the national selector. I'm not sure they'd want to risk, though, Johnny Bairstow. They've got a big year coming up with, with various formats. Do you risk him? But it's great news that he's, he's back and netting, though.
4: I can't believe he's going to play. I mean, he's, he won't have played um, in anger, uh, you know, a meaningful contest for over three weeks. And um, I, I just cannot fathom that that they would they would risk that. I mean, uh, you know, and during your conversation with Joss, it did sound like he was expecting to do the to do the work, to do the keeping job. Um, great to see Johnny uh, back in action, but you know he he didn't bat that I saw. I mean, he was doing keeping drills, um, which I suppose is his his primary um, job in the Test side. But I. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, the, it's the acclimatization. It's not just the ankle, is it? It's time in the middle under the hot sun, um, and and hours in the legs. So, uh, you know, and would 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 Ben folks really have have come out? I mean, I I, I think I, to my mind, it's really important that England have a lot more answers than questions, and I think they do. At least that's a reflection. That's the perception I'm getting. My uh, <laughs> not not mm-hmm. as trained forensic uh, eyes as yours, but it, t- it seems to me that you know there's a settled nature, and you know there isn't that sort of sense of unease amongst the players about looking over their shoulders. And well, I mean, it's good that they push each other, but I, I get a strong sense that they know where they're going, what's expected of them, and, and what they're likely to be, to be asked to do.
0: Neil, thank you very much for the time being. Well, as Neil mentioned, uh, we did indeed have a chat with Joss Butler at the close of play, at the end of today's game. Well, Joss England wanted a tough workout. Does that two days count as a tough workout?
2: Yeah, I think so. Obviously, um, you know, for a lot of the guys getting out on your feet for the, a whole day yesterday as a bowling unit, um, definitely takes time to acclimatise here. So uh, that's a good. And then obviously, a lot of guys spending time in the middle today. So uh, real valuable exercise.
0: Joe obviously played beautifully well for his 100 and he was in
2: good nick in the one-day form, he just
0: carried on through.
2: Yeah, he's he's always in fantastic form. I think it, he's obviously one of the best players in the world and uh, his consistency is, is fantastic. So, um, you know, great for him to, to show a lot of good form um, on the trip so far.
0: Word about your own innings and obviously
2: the way that it came to an end.
0: It was quite freakish more than anything else.
2: Yeah, it was, um, I think, as well, when you... Um, anytime guys get hit in the helmet these days, um, you know, it's quite worrying. But um, no, luckily I think he's he's okay. He's um, been off to hospital, but I think um, you no know, things is is okay at the minute. So um, yeah, and they don't really care about getting out. Just hope that uh, the lads okay what was the moment of realisation
0: like out there because obviously it, it, the ball ballooned up in the air and actually a couple of their guys actually said catch it before anything else it, was obviously, it, it took a moment to realise how serious it was
2: yeah um, no, probably not from yourself hitting it you, know, you see um, you know, hitting pretty hard and I think you're always, you, you know, straight away you're worried about the guy so yeah, like you said the um, no, guys obviously we have got a great doctor and physio here and the guys obviously did a good job and, and glad to hear he's, he's doing better
0: Obviously, this is the first of the two warm-up games that is left before goal. You kept for, what was it, 29 overs yesterday. If you are to be the Test match keeper, do you need to keep for a whole day in these conditions just to make sure that, if you like, you're acclimatised?
2: I think we've been there for a long time, so we've had a day in the field in the the one-day stuff. um, Obviously, you 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 need to keep as much as you can, and uh, I was pretty disappointed actually the way I kept wicket in the one day series I didn't feel in good rhythm or um, that I kept very well so um, it was good to have Bruce French here and, and putting in some hard work off the field as well and um, now, if I'm needed to keep then uh, looking to, to keep a lot better than I feel like I did in the one day series so if there's any
0: suggestion put to you about maybe resting over the next couple of days you'd say well actually I'd quite like another session with the gloves
2: yeah, and, and with the bat, you know, the same. I think been here a long time and didn't get many hits in the, the one-day series with the rain, etc. So, um, you know, really feel like you want to get out there and play, so, um, you know, with the bat and the gloves.
0: And as there was yesterday, England were watched by a decent crowd and our reporter, Sam Allard, caught up with a couple of the supporters. Thank you very much, Maka, here in the pavilion at the nondescripts cricket club a very
5: very very busy pavilion loads of people here at the bar enjoying the cricket currently the evening session with joe root and Moen ali at the crease glad to say two england fans with me now guys just introduce yourselves hi i'm nick i'm john and Nick, is this the, the first time you've been to Sri Lanka? It is the first time I've been to Sri Lanka, yes.
3: And so far, what have you made of it and what have you been up to? Uh, fantastic country, incredibly welcoming people. Um, I arrived Monday morning, uh, so here in Colombo for this week, taking the, uh, the warm-up games and then heading down to, uh, to Gaul for the first test match. Yeah.
6: Uh, sixth visit to Colombo. Um, was hooked after the last England tour in 2012. Um, so, yeah, we're here taking the games here today and then down to Gaul and then off to Candy thereafter.
5: And six times you've been here in Colombo. What are the, the, the good things, the best things about coming to not just Colombo, but Sri Lanka in general?
6: Fantastic people. They're so welcoming. Uh, can never do too much for you. Um, it's phenomenal value for money. Uh, and the climate, the weather, snorkelling, there's scuba diving, there's cricket, there's walking, there's ancient stuff to see. So there's a real good spectrum of stuff to get involved in.
5: And have you guys been to other places abroad to watch England play?
3: Uh, absolutely, yeah. I was lucky enough to be in uh, Australia for the 2010-2011 Ashes uh, and also been down to South Africa as well to watch England play. And
5: what's your, your favourite places and why? Other places other than Sri Lanka to go and watch England play?
3: Uh, well, given how good the memories are, I would say Melbourne and Sydney were pretty good, uh, but also had a fantastic time down in South Africa as well. Um, particularly Cape Town, I think, will probably be my favourite test venue.
5: And you expecting there to be many England fans here in Sri Lanka over the next couple of weeks? What sort of atmosphere should we all expect? I'm
6: thinking with anything like 2012, there'll be a big turnout at Gaul. It's a uh, iconic ground to uh, to go and see cricket. Um, I'm expecting a lot of people in the ground, a lot of people up on the fort. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that following will go to Candy as well.
5: And on the action, on the pitch, it's we know it's going to be a tough, a tough test for England. How do you think they'll get on?
3: I, I, I'm pretty confident, actually, especially after performances in the T20s and the uh, and the One Days, uh, I think it's it's going to be challenging, like you say. I think the climate is probably the biggest issue, um, but I think England spinners in particular uh, could have a real impact out here. So yeah. I'm pretty confident.
5: What sort of team do you think Joe will put out in that first Test match?
3: Um, I'm looking at the team that we're play- that we're seeing right now. Um, I think this will be probably the eleven that we're looking at, depending on um, how Ben Stokes holds up. I know he's. Uh, you cop on the arm earlier on but yeah, we've seen
5: him down there with his pads on so I think he might, he might be coming in next Yeah,
3: as, as long as he's coming back in then I think we're probably looking at the 11 uh, that we'll see down down in Gaul next week
5: and are you also uh, another confident England I haven't spoken to many confident England fans but are you, are you confident that England can come to Sri Lanka and win?
6: I think we've got a good chance I think uh, you've got the experience of Broad and Anderson and then uh, Rashid looked to be causing a few problems yesterday so, yeah, I think as long as the batsmen can keep their heads, keep their cool, then, uh, yeah, we're in with a good chance.
5: And finally, last couple of days here in, here in Colombo before the first Test match, what sort of stuff are you going to get up to?
6: Uh, probably going to hit the beach. Uh, there's another warm-up game at the Colombo Cricket Gowns which we may catch a day of. Um, other than kick back, have a few beers and enjoy.
0: Well, this has been the Following On podcast from TalkSport. Thanks for listening. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe, either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. Speak to you all tomorrow.
6: TalkSport at the test.
0: England's
4: winter tour of Sri Lanka.
6: Exclusively live on TalkSport 2.